BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Note to self with Peyton Sartin. Hi guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sartin. That's me. I'm Peyton Sartin. Hello, my squishy people. So I actually don't have that many updates for you guys. I am very, very, very excited to share something with y'all on Sunday via YouTube. Um, I'm working on something and have been working on something that's become a really big part of my life. It's a part of my everyday life. And I always want to post pictures and all this stuff of it, but I can't yet. Uh, and I'm going to be revealing what that is on Sunday on YouTube. So stay tuned for that this is a huge milestone for me, so I'm really pumped to share. So this week's episode is with Joe. I have yet another episode with Joe. This is now our second episode together. The first one I did with him was actually, I think, my most listened to episode, which is really exciting just because I do like having him on the podcast as much as I just wanted to fucking die uh, editing it <laughs> because the man literally needs media training. I don't know how he talks to the press because like after games and stuff, like especially obviously when he pitches, he has to go do like press interviews and stuff. Um, he is an idiot at podcasting. He has good ideas. He's a smart guy. I think he's the cutest thing on, on the planet. I also am obsessed with him. But when it comes to podcasting, I almost quit podcasting editing that episode just now. It took me, I mean, five hours to edit an hour long podcast because what Joe likes to do is literally move around tapping tapping moving moving tapping tapping gulping sipping I, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing over there I've never seen or heard anything like it in my entire life also he really loves like talking like this like whispering like this like and then he's like hey and then he comes back and he's whispering again I'm like what the fuck how how are you doing that honestly you have to try to be as all over the place as he is vocally via podcast. I don't know how it's possible. I texted him in the middle of this and I was like, I'm so frustrated. Like if I didn't like you so much, like if I wasn't so obsessed with you, um, I would break up with you over this experience right now and then never podcast a day in my life. Not to be dramatic, but that was horrible. <laughs> I like the episode a lot. I love him. He's the greatest, but uh, I'm going to have to try to like media train him myself or something. And I think that um, the press after games will thank me for that. Because if his press interviews go anything like what just happened to me, I'm surprised they ever want to talk to him. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done ripping him apart now. <laughs> but it's just true, guys. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's It was... That was a lot. That was a lot. I was sitting in this room and Oksana was working. My assistant, Oksana. By the way, I posted um, the video introducing you guys to her recently. So you guys can go watch that on YouTube. And I just posted my San Francisco, San Diego vlog. I like vlogged for a full week. Um, all the stuff we did in San Fran and San Diego. And I made sure to uh, like on the screen show the places that I went. So if you guys are planning on a trip on either of those locations... Um, in the near future, you know where I went and what I liked. Anyways, Oksana is sitting in here like working away and I'm just sitting in silence in the corner, like with the angriest face on. <laughs> so <laughs> good vibes of a, of an episode, not good vibes. Maybe editing just isn't my thing. I mean, I, I found that out via YouTube. I fucking hated YouTube editing. So I hired someone to do that, but I'm not taking sponsors for the podcast right now just because I want to be able to really learn this platform before I start like selling my soul. <laughs> I don't really sell my soul. I obviously only work with people that I really like and brands I really like, but, um, I wanted to kind of get it all down, make sure that I got the best equipment and learn how to edit properly and like get it up in a timely manner, which I'm still working on. Um, before I start taking sponsors, cause I just like feel weird not knowing what I'm doing, uh, and having people pay me you know, to get on the podcast when I have no idea what's going on. So, um, I might hire an editor after this experience, but we'll see. I thought I might start taking sponsorships after like mm, 10 to 12 episodes. We'll see. And then in which case I can maybe hire an editor. That would be nice. So it would take a lot of time off my hands. If any of you guys are podcast editors, by the way, or you want to be a podcast editor, just slide into my emails, not my DMs because DMs scare me. We've discussed and um, just email me peytonsartan at gmail.com and let me know if you're a podcast editor or what your vibes are because I might need you very soon. Oh, a quick update on full disclosure, my brand. As you guys can tell, I have not come out with a new collection since a fucking April. And that is because there's a fabric shortage and I was actually supposed to have products done by right now. And I have all samples and stuff, and I really love the new collection, but my manufacturer called me and told me that it's going to be another five weeks or so, four to five weeks until we get everything done, which is a huge bummer because I want to get this in y'all's hands ASAP, as ASAP as possible. That's from the office for those of you who do not know. Anyways, um, I've been wanting to get that in your hands for so long. It's just going to be a t-shirt and a pair of shorts, very similar shorts to the last drop, the first like initial collection. Um, but they're super cute and more summery this time. So I was pumped about that. I really wanted to get that out by the end of July, but now it's looking like it's going to be August. So stay tuned and follow at where full disclosure on Instagram. I'll be posting announcements there um, and kind of bringing that Instagram up to an A plus level. Cause right now we're falling behind a little bit. That's one of Oksana's many tasks is she's going to be really helping me brand that Instagram. So please go follow. If you so choose, it's going to be really cute. So in today's episode with Joe, we talk about long distance. Um, we talk about what we think has helped us over the course of the last, you know, a little over a year, uh, and staying connected while being so far apart. 
Um, so kind of the realities of that situation and we give out some tips that we've learned and some of the things that we do. We answered some more questions like, you know, is it okay to have sex on the first date? Uh, more stuff about Joe, like what would he be doing if he didn't play baseball, where he went to college, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I really liked y'all's questions. I thought that a lot of them were really great. So um, I'm happy you guys asked. Thank you guys so much for submitting a question if you did submit one. And I hope we answered your question here. So without further ado, let's talk to the real strikeout daddy about how obsessed he is with me. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kidding, kind of. So let's get into this conversation with Joe. Okay, hi guys. <laughs> it's Peyton. I'm actually recording my intro right now with Joe because I already had him sitting here and I'm not going to make him try to sit here silently because it's just not going to happen. We're currently in Oakland, California. We spent this last week in San Francisco for like pretty much the whole, I guess the whole weekend in San Francisco. Joe is playing in San Diego and San Fran this week. So I came along with him and so now we're in his hometown, Oakland. He played his last game today and then he's got a little break that starts tomorrow. So we actually just went to uh, dinner at his parents' house, so I'm three glasses of wine in. So relaxed <laughs> right now. All right. Hello, Joseph. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Joe's hiccups are really getting the best of him right now. I kind of want to just, like, surprise punch you in the face, and then they'll go away probably. Like you did two minutes ago? <laughs> two minutes ago? I didn't punch him in the face. I, like, she me in lightly the throat. slapped him. She karate chopped my throat <laughs> no, and I then didn't. had a smirk on her face when I looked at her afterwards. Because I, oh. well, you can't record with your hiccups. I don't, what do you want me to do? I'm literally drinking water right now. Then let's stop recording until your hiccups go away. We'll be right back momentarily. Out of fear. We're back. <laughs> Joe's hiccups went away, we hope. Okay, so, so far, Joe's last episode he did uh, on my podcast is the most listened to episode. So while we're spending all of this time together this week, I had to bring him back on. You know, there's no video. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, imagine me praising the Lord for our ratings. Being My ratings. Being Your sorry. ratings. So, um, yeah, this, this week has been really fun. We Basically, Joe has a game like every single day, and I've been just doing stuff by myself. I went to a game here in San Fran this week too and brought a couple of my friends uh i was really hoping to get my friend kelsey on the podcast but uh, we just didn't have time at the end of the day so um anywho we spent some time doing that and i i love the giant stadium i think it's really nice it is nice it's uh it's fun i'm not a giants fan per se but it is fun to go to a game as why? a fan, why is it fun to go to the game as a fan? Why would you? Um, how would you describe it? There's that much. Well, it's a fun stadium. The fans are loud. They cheer. The team's pretty good. The food is good. It's just kind of like a high energy ballpark. Yeah. Today's been a long freaking day. I'm absolutely exhausted, but I really wanted to record this episode just because you guys did like the one I did with Joe last time so much. So we are back, and I actually asked you guys. Uh, to ask us questions via Instagram story, kind of like I did last time. And there is one topic that was overwhelmingly asked about, and that is how to successfully have a long-distance relationship. I was trying to figure out another word to say there. Maintain, I guess. Maintain 
a long distance relationship. And I think the first time that we recorded together, even though it wasn't that long ago, I feel like now that we've been together for a year, I have enough experience to like actually speak to this rather than just like trying to um, make up whatever tips I have. Because mm. up to this point, I just haven't really felt like I knew what was going on either that I could give like advice because I will say this has been something that's been asked to me at like every q and A I've done on Instagram, um, YouTube, anything like that. That's like the number one question. I always get. So now that's what we're going to discuss is maintaining a, I don't know, successful long distance relationship. Okay. Are you waiting for my expertise? <laughs> Wisdom bomb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. Let's, I'm going to start from before we started dating each other. The only relationships I've ever been in are long distance. I've never dated anyone in my own city before. And... I think that's because I know myself and I know that I get overwhelmed really easily. So I've never not had a long distance relationship. What about you? I mean, all of mine post high school, obviously, were long distance just because I've been playing baseball for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like my only option unless for some reason you would just immediately move in with me after meeting or me. you met someone in a city that you were playing in yeah but i mean still at the end of the year i would be gone it would like it could maybe be the same city for six months at most if i was like opening day like oh hey <laughs> oh hey i yeah. saw you at the first game of our season what's <laughs> up um so yeah i don't know it's just kind of been the norm plus like all my friendships are long yeah. distance i guess just for the same reason from um playing baseball and traveling well yeah so joe's joe's job makes it difficult for him i think well so far except for this one that we're on right now um neither of us have had successful long distance relationships <laughs> until right Sweetness. now yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i i think i was i was definitely used to that setup and obviously joe was used to that setup so i was always just very comfortable with it from the beginning um, I also like to have a lot of space, and I think especially at the beginning, like I said, I get overwhelmed really easily. So having that space and independence is really important, and I think that's honestly why our relationship has worked out so well, is I think the distance has given us both enough space and time on our own while we were kind of getting to know each other and stuff. So it wasn't too much too soon. Yeah, I agree. I feel like personally I require a lot of space just – I feel like I get very stressed out from work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps to be a little bit distanced. And then we kind of get our FaceTime time in mm -hmm. at night. So it's kind of a good schedule, I think. And it works, at least for me, so far. Okay, so let's talk about that. Because so when Joe and I first started talking and then like we kind of transitioned into uh, actually being in a relationship, the night we talked about it, you mentioned something like we were talking and you were like, you said something about me being your girlfriend. And I was like, well, I'm not your girlfriend until we have a conversation about that. And to me, that wasn't like, well, you have to ask me to be your girlfriend. It was more like, there's just a way that I want my relationship to be. And like, I have parameters <laughs> for how I'm going to like our relationship's going to be if we're going to have one. So we need to talk about that. So we're all on the same page basically. And one of those things, it being long distance, was that we would talk like every night on FaceTime. And we usually do that. 
would say like 99. Yeah. Most nights we talk on uh, FaceTime. So one thing that was really important to me that I feel like I didn't get in my past long distance relationships was uh, a lot of interaction, not throughout the day. So that was one big thing for me was to make sure and like set a time when it worked for both of us to talk. And also we're on a three hour time difference too. So he's three hours ahead of me, unless he's in a different city. Then sometimes he's two hours ahead of me. Sometimes he's on my same schedule. Um, I think that's a really big, uh, important thing for us and for me. Uh, The reason why this has worked out so well is because we're communicating properly and often, but not too much. Like I don't, we don't really text throughout the day, like what's going on and all of that stuff. Um, we always just talk at night and get like, like the actual FaceTime in, which has been really important, I think. And communication is absolutely key. I think. I would agree. I mean, part of me thinks that the time difference for the most part when I'm in DC is kind of beneficial just because you work a lot all day. Mm-hmm. And by the time my game, if we have a night game, when it's over, is usually like your dinner time. Yeah. So like you're making dinner or eating dinner, and I'm usually just getting back and like having my dinner, and then get on the yeah. get on the phone. Well, I think also like the, with the FaceTime stuff. In the beginning, I was like, okay, well, I want to make this a rule so that we're used to it. So like that's what we do every night. But usually, I like it's not doesn't really need to be that much of a rule because I do want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And we're not like. It's not like miserable that we have to do that all the time. Yeah. But I just think I like to set like boundaries and like or rules like that to where um, we don't start slipping up, you know, or like missing a bunch of days talking to each other or something like that. I think it's important to like kind of lay the groundwork. Also, in terms of communication, I think that if you're going to get into a long distance relationship or if you are in one, you need to set like the parameters of that relationship. Like I also told Joe, Another thing I said was I wanted to see him once a month and he can't come see me during the season um, or like for spring training. But I was like, well, I'm willing to come to you uh, once a month all during the season and spring training. That being said, once it's all over and it's off season, someone's going to come to L.A. all the time. I mean, what did I do last year? You did. Joe really did like the whole year he took off last year. Um, he was in LA all the time and I thought he he told me, he was like, I'm doing this because I'm not going to be able to do this during the season. And I was like, Oh, okay. But I didn't realize like actually how much time he could like, okay. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And then it's like, wait, so you actually can't leave. Yeah. What what, did I not tell you? Well, even when he came to LA because of the COVID stuff, he like couldn't see me in Los Angeles while he was there. Like that's how intense they are. Um, well, that was the COVID situation though. Now they're much more lax. Obviously I can come and stay in their hotel and all of that stuff. Next month, uh, I'm going to go meet him in New York first and then train back to DC when they go. And I'm so excited for that. But yeah, so the talking every single night and, um, setting those boundaries, I think in the beginning are the ramifications of what makes you feel comfortable. So if it's talking all the time, seeing each other once a month, like, making the, those kinds of sacrifices. Cause we could either, we could each be doing something else. You could be, be playing video games and I could be working. Every time I travel to him, I, it's basically a day of travel there and a day of travel back. So it's like being willing to sacrifice time, obviously to make it work. 
But one thing I will say, probably the biggest tip, is that you take it away, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to have your start. Your the biggest time. is this what I was talking about earlier? Yeah, we can bring it full circle. Well, <laughs> it stars enter stage left. Um, I was mentioning earlier, but I just feel like the most important thing, or at least the biggest difference from this relationship uh, in comparison to like previous relationships is just overall feelings we have for each other. I think the FaceTiming and and like, you know, communication, those things definitely help. But I think the um, primary reason that we've had the most success so far, I feel like is just our relationship as a whole and how we feel about each other, how I, how much I like her and her big blonde head. <laughs> what? Um, you side so it, ma- like that. <laughs> so it, it makes everything obviously easier and it's enjoyable to talk at night. It's not so much a burden as it is something I look forward to after the game. So, I mean, yeah. And it's also like, I think if you're wondering how to do long distance or you're nervous about long distance or whatever, it's hard to give advice from my perspective of this because I've never had something that wasn't long distance. So I don't know like what makes everyone so nervous about it just because I am, I'm okay with this. Um, I also think though that it's important to, for me at least, because sometimes it is really kind of sad, especially when obviously Joe's really busy and like he can't come to things with me like normal boyfriends would. Or we can't go out together at night. We can't go to dinner. Like just if we're bored, we can't hang out. Which I I know that that sucks. I can like register that that sucks, but I've never had that before either. So I have nothing to compare it to. Um, but I think I love long distance. Like I said, I like my independence, and I also think that it wasn't like a thing where like oh like are we gonna do long distance? Are we not gonna do long distance? Like we weren't going to just like not be in a relationship because we don't want to do long distance. <laughs> Cause I it's feel like, like some of the questions I've gotten are like, we're going to, I'm was considering doing long distance, but I don't know if I want to do that. And I'm like, if you are saying you don't want to date someone because they're long distance, you don't really like that person that much. Yeah. Let me tell you, or you don't trust them or you don't, you know, whatever it is. Um, obviously we're in a very specific situation. And I think for me, Another thing has been to have like an idea of an ending. You I was know, just going to say that, yeah. Like a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's another kind of important thing. So, so far, I've, I've said like set the parameters, make sure you're communicating properly, make sure you're spending enough time on the relationship because even though you're far away away, you, do, you still do need to do FaceTime dates and things like that because that's like relationship maintenance, you know, yeah. that like you would get in person. But I feel like it needs to be taken just as seriously long distance wise. What was my last one I just said? Oh, having kind of an end in sight or some kind mm-hmm. of plan for it to end. I think now, I think when you're younger and you're younger 20s, maybe it's a little bit different, but I'm 27, Joe's 28. I'm like, we should probably like, we should have an end in sight for this <laughs> at some point in the future. Meh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, just, you know, so we can be in a relationship in the same place. But though, keep in mind, during Joe's season, like I'm going to go be with him during his season and half the time he's going to be gone anyways. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a less long distance. <laughs> yeah. It's like half long distance. Um, Here's the question though. When that happens, will it still be 
nightly FaceTimes or are you going to be like, okay, call me tomorrow, whatever? I don't know. Whatever we're comfortable with, I guess. It just came to mind. <laughs> we're talking about our rules that are going to happen next April. You got to plant the seed <laughs> early, Kay. The, my new rules for next April. Yeah, I think that that's, that's all good advice. I just, I think one thing, like I keep saying that the long distance relationship maintenance is still important. Like obviously Joe and I, uh, from the beginning, we're really into each other. So it wasn't like one of those things that we were like, Oh, are we going to do this or not long distance or whatever? It wasn't, we didn't care if it was long distance, like, cause we were going to do it <laughs> either way. Yeah. Maintenance is another thing that's really important. Making sure that you're still like doing cute things for each other, still, you know, doing dates, whether maybe it's like a FaceTime date or something. Sometimes Joe will send me food, um, and surprise me with like a dinner or something like that. That's all really nice. And it's just like thoughtful and depending on like what your partner likes or what they, uh, what their love languages and stuff, definitely like just try to be thoughtful in those ways I think is important on top of the fact that you just like really got to like someone to be doing the long distance thing for an extensive period, like extensive time period, because it, it will show the second you don't, you aren't obsessed with them, you know? Yeah, it's kind of well. It's just like not worth it. I was gonna say it's like hard to start a long distance. Yeah. Because you at first, obviously, you're not like, I need this person in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It is. I think those are some good tips. Some of them are actionable. Some of them are obvious. Like you really just gotta like the person. <laughs> and if you're questioning whether or not to do long distance with someone, it probably just don't because it doesn't really seem like you're that you don't into seem it. Anyways. Too thrilled about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can move on from that. That's just one question that everyone has always asked, so I definitely wanted to cover that today. Um, so we'll do a couple quick questions for Joe because he'll ask some like funny ones and all that. So let's see. Joe, if you weren't a professional athlete, what career would you be interested in? Mm, that is a great question. Um, originally, when I was, I guess, like first – deciding on whether or not to go to college or play baseball. I wanted to stay around sports, so sports combined with like my family that's not playing baseball, they're all in the medical profession of some sort. So I was initially thinking like something like being an athletic trainer or physical therapist. I feel like I in my head that sounded like a good idea, but on paper with the amount of years of schooling that would have taken, I probably would have gone insane <laughs> before I actually was successful. Yeah. There's weird things like <laughs> I recently have been joking about <laughs> driving oversized vehicles like buses for some reason. Okay, he hasn't been joking about it. He genuinely <laughs> like he loves the idea of driving a bus. Every time we see a bus anywhere, like a, just one of those huge like they have a team bus they take. It's like one of those coach buses. He's like his eyes like narrow and he's like looking at it and he's like, I could drive that. <laughs> Something about just having a, a massive vehicle that takes a lot of damage and deals out even more damage sounds uh-huh. like a good time to me that's what's fun about that to you it sounds like a good idea would i want to be a bus driver 365 days a year for the rest of my life no so would tell i like them, to drive a bus one day tell yes. them about the bus driver situation last when you're trying to convince the bus driver to let you drive the bus so <laughs> <laughs> by the way i 100 would have crashed we were busing from dc to philly which is like two hours ish maybe two and a half and uh, they're waiting outside the stadium. We have like two or three buses. I want to say two buses. 
And, um, and again, these are the gigantic coach buses that are like kind of nice on the inside, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say luxurious, but they're nice buses. Yeah. So they're just huge. Is my point. I'm, I'm sitting. Well, first I'm eyeing the, what is it? The cockpit, the driver's seat. <laughs> the cockpit? I'm going to call it the cockpit like because it sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm eyeing the cockpit, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I could do this. I like something about the oversized steering wheel. It's kind of comical. And I'm like, I feel like I could just whip it with one hand so many times and probably go nowhere. But He's so fixated on so, this, guys. So, so eventually, there's no bus driver. So I slink into the cockpit and I'm like, I could do this. I'm looking around. First of all, for the bus being nice, the buttons need an upgrade because they like... They're like the big block buttons, and mm -hmm. a lot of the logos are like faded off. So you really got to know what you're doing if you're a bus driver. Mm -hmm. So props to the bus driver. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hmm, I could do this. So I get off the bus, and the, the two bus drivers are these two women, and they're standing there talking. And I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> what are the odds you let me drive the bus? And they both start laughing. And I'm like, but seriously. <laughs> and one of them's like, oh, show me your... What is commercial it? CB, license, yeah, yeah, like, bus C or something. Yeah, commercial bus license, maybe, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't have that. And then the other lady's like, I'll let you drive the bus if you take care of me for life afterwards because mm -hmm. I'm fired. And I started laughing. I'm like, you know what? I'll see what I can do. Mm -hmm. So I go back onto the bus and I try to get a uh, pool of money <laughs> for my teammates if I could successfully drive the bus. Now, this pool didn't reach much over $100, <laughs> I don't think. So unfortunately, I did not get to live out my dream of driving the bus. So like when I say he has a fixation <laughs> on being a bus driver, I'm saying like he literally like will go sneak into the bus driver's section. Cockpit. Cockpit. Thank you. And <laughs> pretend to drive it in his fantasy land in his head. Now, let me also tell you that this ride to Philly, it started off nice. It was clear. And then about an hour in, it was downpour raining and it was so dark out and i'm like wow i 100 percent would probably crash this bus mm -hmm. with my team on it so she probably made the right choice in not letting me drive uh, the yeah 100 but if i was not a bus driver or someone in or sports medicine sports medicine any kind of medicine uh i've been seeing some tiktoks related to dog walkers <laughs> that take their dogs on hikes and this yeah. is literally this i mean Probably my dream job, if that paid like a decent amount of money and I could survive, I probably would do it, to be honest. I love outdoors. I love going on hikes. And I love dogs more than I love going on hikes. So yeah, he would that's love pretty that. much the perfect combination. Now, whether or not I return with all the dogs mm -hmm. depends on how much your dog likes to be off leash. Because I'm not a big leash guy when it comes to dogs. I'm like, oh, you can have your freedom. Do what you want. I don't... I mean... You might be my dog, I might own you, but I like it. not your master, so mm -hmm. you know, run wild. Okay, run well, a hike. When we get dogs, uh there will be leashes and dogs. Yeah. So anyways, um yeah. So your I would say a professional options. dog walker. We also talked about the Wag Hotel, dog hotel. Oh yeah. He would love to work. I the would dog hotel. consider starting a dog hotel franchise and It'd be like Chick-fil-A where if you want to own one, you have to work there first for like a year or two years. Well, <laughs> you know how Chick-fil-A, if you want to own a franchise, you have to like... Yeah, but this is just so random. Well, I mean, this is how my brain works, so <laughs> sorry about it. 
So actually, next investment, Wag Hotel, um, it's going to be called Wag That Ass Up. No. Wag, no. Please, no. No one's going to send their dogs to that. Wag That Ass Up. Hmm. We'll think about we'll, it. We'll work on the name. If I just blurt something out later, just know I'm, That's I've been blurring for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you guys manage who pays for things when you are together? Obviously, this is a question for you, so I don't, I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm not even going to respond. So. so Joe usually pays for stuff, and that's because I'm a staunch feminist. I'm also a realist. And for me, and what I like is for a man to take care of me. Now, if Joe didn't want to do that, and I wanted him to do that, then that would be another conversation. But... Um, He's usually pretty good about that. Also, like, obviously, professional athletes who have been playing for a while make more money than what I make. So, overall, he just makes a lot more money than me. And to me, that makes sense. Also, there's a lot more opportunity. Like, if I, let's say, I wanted to play a sport for my full-time job. As a woman, that is really rare. I mean, it's rare for everyone, men and women both. But there's a lot of male professional athletes um, that had the opportunity to play at a high level and get paid a lot of money. And the opportunity just isn't the same for women. And when I look at it that way, I, I genuinely don't feel weird as a really independent person um, having Joe pay for stuff. Now, we do usually split like flights and stuff. Um, I'll buy some and he'll buy some. You actually have to Venmo me from the last time. Mm. Maybe we should start doing it where um, I pay for like, we'll do half and half instead of like the full flights. like. I'll pay for the flight there, you pay for the flight back or something because that's easier to keep track of. We've been splitting stuff like flights, but when I'm with him, generally he pays for, like if we go out to a nice dinner or something like that, he pays for that. Um, and then I pick up like, you know, obviously what I can if we go to lunch or coffee or something like that, I try to pitch in some for sure. Um, okay, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Is it for me or for both of us? Well, most of these are supposed to, these are supposed oh. to be for you. Oh, I forgot. That's why I, I'm like, I was curious. That's why you're on here. <laughs> Where do I see myself in five to ten years? Yeah. Mm, well, we've already agreed on having five children, so no. By 38, I would hopefully all five will be born. No, we said two. I'm hoping that at some point we accidentally have twins. Air quotes on accidentally, so that I can squeeze in one more child, maybe no. even triplets. That'd be swag. First of all, I asked Joe this the other day. How many kids do you want to have? And he said two. I said I feel like ideally two makes sense. I feel like just as far as cost, that's a lot of school, and then obviously college, and then it, there are a lot to handle yeah. outside of that. But if I were to have like perfect world of like not having to worry about paying for everything for kids and also just like the hassle of, taking care of multiple children at once. Mm -hmm. I feel like having like four or five kids seems like a fun ass time. Joe says this because he already definitely is going to be the fun parent and I'm going to be the disciplinarian. So he's going to have the greatest freaking time running around with a bunch of children. And I'm going to be the mean one who has to tell them to do stuff because he's not going to. So I mean, no. I can put my foot down on some things. It's, I feel like it's not like it's impossible. I just like to have fun. Yeah. I think, um, I said two just because, okay, I was t trying to be realistic again, ruining <laughs> all the fun, being realistic. I'm like, dude, I'm turning 28 in December. Uh, we probably, if all goes according to plan, we'll move in together around that time. 
I'd like to live with them for a while before we ever even consider getting married. And then that whole process takes a little while. You have to get engaged first, and then, then you get married like later after that. And I'd like to be married for a second, but then you start having kids. So I'm going to start having our five children at, what, 33 years old or something? Like so We start with triplets. <laughs> Bam, three off top. No, I'm not having that. Because then, yeah, then I have to be pregnant for what? Like at least... And then twins. I feel like, can't you do five If you years? can pick the genetics of your child, I would assume you could like decide to have twins. Am I wrong? I can tell you right now, I am not having twins. First of all, it doesn't even exist in my family. What? Twins. Well, it's genetic, but I'm saying if you can. Yeah, we're not. If, that, if that's the route we go, we're not choosing twins ever. Can I have a hypothetical? You're going to hypothetically tell me I'm going to have twins. I'm saying hypothetically, could you decide to have twins? That's what know. I'm saying. I don't know. Probably. But you're the one over here saying the the T word. The other T word. Triplets. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> Triplets. No. Um, okay, so yeah. outside, of, outside of that. I would say five to ten year range, yeah. I mean, I would assume hopefully have my own family that I'm working on. You know, manual starting I think five. Five years, we will we'll be working on it. It won't be complete. Well, yeah, I was going like five to ten years. Yeah, ten year, um, and then outside of f- individual family stuff, gotta have like four more dogs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like within that point, I'll have at least one more dog. Yeah. If I have two dogs, if I have less than two dogs <laughs> in the next ten years, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I'm okay with another dog. We were actually talking about that today because if we move in together and move somewhere with like a yard or something like that, um, considering getting a, a different or a new dog because Joe's dog would be with us and we'll get a new one. Yeah. Shout out Coda. Her hair is currently all over so me. So Coda would be with us and then uh, uh, we'd get something else. I'm thinking I kind of want a Rottweiler. I could do Rottweiler. I like Rottweilers. I like dogs that are large and in charge. I also feel like they're a large and in charge dog that doesn't shed way too much. I don't know much about the breed, but I do know that his dog, Coda, sheds like crazy because she's a husky lab mix. Mm-hmm. And her Coda's like white, so yeah, it shows and up it's on everything. Literally everywhere. And then my dog, Drogo, um, who's back home with my grandparents, he is gigantic as well and has black hair. He's a German Shepherd and he sheds like crazy too. So I'm hoping that we can maybe score a dog that doesn't shed way too much. Because Coda is already going to have hair all over the freaking place. Yeah, but I love her, so it's it's fine. She gets a pass. All Free right, pass. five or ten years. You might be done playing in ten years, for sure. For sure. Don't what you do put you that at? on me. Ten years, Joe? I would be hyped if I was still playing in ten years. <laughs> not saying I can't play in ten years, but mm-hmm. probably not likely to be playing at 38. What do you, you want to do for work? That are like 37, 36. What do you want to do for money? Well, I already told you I'm going to start the... Dog hotel. Um, wait for it. You still haven't figured it out. He's trying to think of the name of the dog hotel. Uh, I think what in terms of work, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, going to put, right I'm going to put Joe to the, <laughs> to the test and the business skills, and we'll probably start some uh, companies together. I think I have a unique... Um, I don't want to say mindset skill set maybe mm-hmm. marketing could be kind of yeah he degree, got that <laughs> he, <okay. laughs> he got that from me because i'm always telling him this he's actually very 
uh, quick and witty and smart. And sometimes he just says stuff that like could be great marketing material, honestly. Um, so I think he'd be good at business and I would love to develop a couple products, um, in the next 10 years. So I think that doing that with Joe, it would be kind of fun. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see about that. Cause you're going to have like freedom. You're going to have like financial freedom enough to where you could do something you actually wanted to do, you know, like you don't need to like go do something. Yeah, you can really I mean, do whatever you want. Yeah. Which I think the creative aspect of like wanting to make something, I've always liked the idea of, I feel like this is very, I don't want to say cliche, but just like the standard people that do real estate. Yeah. I like the idea of kind of like designing homes. homes, not so much architecturally, but just like the feng shui of uh-huh. a home. <laughs> Um, and just things like that. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun to just kind of, well, we could do a bunch of stuff stuck in one specific area. Yeah. Your career is a jungle gem, not a ladder, Joseph. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Hold on. Next. Doggy jungle gyms. Is that a thing? (laughs) Somebody look that up. Is that a thing? Let me know. All right. This one says sex on the first date. Does that automatically make you not girlfriend material? Please discuss. I think this is kind of similar to the um, the whole long distance thing. I think if it's meant to work out, it's going to work out no matter if you don't have sex with him for six months or you do have sex with him on the first date. I Joe and I were talking via FaceTime, so we kind of got to know each other that way um, first. But I'm telling you guys, the second that I saw him and then got some alcohol in me, I was like, I'm not having sex with you tonight. Blatantly, I said that out loud. And he had to stay over because he had driven himself and he kind of lived far away from where I was. And I was like, well, you can sleep here, but you, we're not having sex. And he was like, okay. And then, of course, me, I get some more drink in me. And I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I feel like I remember this. I'm like, okay. And you're like, no, but seriously, I'm like, okay. Okay, I just, I agreed with you. <laughs> I think you thought I was trying to be smooth, uh-huh. but I was just being honest. And then I also was like, I could go home. Yeah. You're like, you're staying here. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, you knew you were staying here. I'm like, well, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> yeah. She could have been a psycho killer. She still could be a psycho killer, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, I don't think it does. I don't think it makes anyone automatically not girlfriend material, but they're asking you this question. What do you um, think? I don't think it makes you not girlfriend material. I feel like mm, maybe if I like walked in the door and then she tried to have sex with me on the couch in the living room, like technically that's first night sex. And I would be like, maybe she's insane. <laughs> so I feel like that, you know, it's kind of all within um, the situation per se. I think all, I just, I truly believe that if someone really connects with you and really like likes you and is really interested in you, that's not going to sway their opinion. Um, and I think that you could have, you know, you, you could wait and do all the quote right things and wait, I don't know, like a month, two months, three months, however long people wait nowadays forever. Um, and it's still not going to make a guy like you more in my opinion, but I don't know. I, I will say like as much as I did, hook up with Joe the first night that I met him physically we really had been talking for a while enough to know that we were interested in each other's personalities and like thought each other were cool and funny and all that stuff yeah it's kind of an abnormal situation I feel like if it was a normal first date where we were like yeah I don't yeah oh let's get dinner and then you like do or don't have sex I feel Mm -hmm. like that's different 
but yeah, since we had kind of been talking a lot prior. Yeah. So I technically can't like be like, we had sex on the first date because it wasn't like we just met each other. Um, we definitely knew that that was the thing. Cause we talked for a while from afar and it's going to, it takes a lot for me to, to be interested in someone enough to talk to someone that consistently over that period of time without ever actually meeting them. Like, I don't think I've ever had that experience really with anyone else. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a more of a question for Joe because he understands the male brain more than I do. But I do truly think that like, if you have chemistry with someone like really good specific kind of chemistry, like I think that we have this chemistry that we, you just like, don't forget someone like that really. And you don't like, get grossed out if they have sex with you or you have sex with them (laughs) you know so do what you gotta do my thing is also I always just do whatever I want to do I don't think over things too much I feel like that could be a bad thing too but when it comes to that kind of stuff like I'm not gonna think like oh this guy you know maybe he'll like me more if I have sex with him or he'll like me less if I have sex with him and try to like manipulate and play a game of like how which one of these options is gonna make him like me more that is not something that has ever crossed my mind in my entire fucking life I just do it if I want to do it and don't do it if I don't want to do it. Um, I actually had a couple different questions about where you went to college, what you study, what were you like in college. Joe didn't go to college. Ooh, I am a honor roll student. <laughs> so Joe, you're supposed to go to college. Yeah, I was, I was committed and signed to go to UCLA, go Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up not going, along with actually some other of my like incoming classmates, mm-hmm. uh, three of us got drafted and signed at a high school. So, uh, so basically, sorry, Coach Savage. The, the, the way that baseball works is you can get drafted at 18 years old, like out of high school. And some people choose to go to college or they have to go to college to play because they don't have the option to be drafted like that. Did you know you're going to go that early in the draft? Mm, I mean, I didn't know like when I knew I would be drafted like fairly high. So basically, he got drafted in the first round, which is why it made sense for him to not go to college. Uh, otherwise, I feel like if had you gone like later, uh, you would have chosen to go to college, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, had I gotten drafted later, I probably would have gone to college. I wasn't like anti school. Like, obviously, I didn't. I wasn't like, you know, sitting in the front of the class, loving every minute of it. But I would have been fine going to school. I think I would have had a lot of fun going to UCLA. I like LA still. Um, and just the whole college experience as a whole, I would have enjoyed. But basically, yeah, he was ready to do that. And then he got drafted like high up and, uh, and he w- went in the first round. So it just, again, I think most people who go first round don't go to college, right? If they get drafted first round at 18. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there's some, and like, I mean, that's like really betting on yourself. Cause I get, you want to get a college education, but you're kind of banking on you continuing to get better and then being an even higher pick three years later because if you go to a four-year university you have to be drafted after your junior year so and it doesn't get much higher than the first round yeah unless you're going like top 10 picks yeah but i mean you know some people really want to go to college i'm not knocking that at all part of me wishes i did go just because i feel like it would have been a lot of fun like i said yeah um and just like making friends and stuff like that but it is a risk because like what if you're playing in college and then you end up getting hurt or something like that and you could have been you know making professional amounts of money yeah from the very beginning i always look at it as like you can go back to college obviously it might be a little bit different but when it comes to like an opportunity that you kind of have been working towards for a long time um especially getting picked in the first round i feel like you almost have to take that like that's kind of what you've been working for this whole time so 
Um, well, that's what you're going to go to college and work for it, and then you're going to like, some, yeah. why not just have it? Don't just get started now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so really, I mean, happy with my choice, obviously, and it's worked out. And now I have a hot girlfriend, so <laughs> bang. <laughs> okay, so um, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> yeah. Now he's groping me. Um, Consensually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay, what are your favorite conspiracy theories? So Joe's a conspiracy theorist. We're actually both, we both love conspiracy theories. I think sometimes I remember that they're conspiracy theories and Joe sometimes thinks they're reality. (laughs) See, people might consider it a conspiracy theory, but that's maybe that's that's just the go-to when like, someone's onto something it'd be like calling them crazy yeah i also feel like some of these i i'm gonna have to stay away from some because people are gonna be real butthurt about them um okay well adrenochrome oh i wasn't even gonna really go there that was like that's like the most conspiracy theory (laughs) 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 yeah don't say that obviously um the adrenochrome one where like celebrities eat babies basically um, I've gotten pretty deep into that one. I feel like there's, yeah, all the just weird Hollywood, uh, my, satanic, yeah, possibly. Uh, I feel like I've heard a lot. There's a lot about the music industry and like how you have to like mm-hmm. either do the satanic route or like. All that stuff like connects also back to like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff and like. Yeah, all, all the Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Which isn't conspiracy. That was actually like a thing. Well, yeah, but it's just like all the people tied into yeah. him. There's so many conspiracies that are like that, and I have delved into all of them. Um, also, my favorite one, my favorite conspiracy that I really hope is true, is the hollow earth theory. Yes. I really yes. hope that's true. Well, the thing that bothers me the most about what whatever earth theories you want to call them, people are like, there's flat earth, there's hollow earth, there's like yeah, all the other stuff, is the whole like treaty to not go into Antarctica and like yeah you can't explore that's the point of contention for me because it's every country has like agreed yeah, to that so it's like so we all agree that no one can go there like the, obviously that's sketchy that's like Area Fifty One times a billion yeah if y'all haven't uh, looked up the Hollow Earth situation definitely go like go on TikTok and just go to Hollow Earth like hashtag and go through the videos they're so fun and I'm obsessed with that conspiracy theory I also you probably won't even keep this in the podcast because I feel like I'm going to start rambling but I brought this up to you the other day about the whole so that whole thing about like you can't go over there because obviously who knows what's there basically what he's talking about is there's like a no fly zone and you can't enter a certain part of Antarctica and people there's been like this pilot who went over at one time and he wrote about how like basically there's like an entrance to like the hollow earth and then there's like a whole world on the inside of our earth because what were we taught in school in terms of like the crust and like all the upper mantle and all that stuff, that's just a theory and it's not fact that the earth is made up with that kind of stuff. Um, we don't know because we haven't drilled down far enough. So it all hinges on that kind of story and the fact that all the countries in the world basically got together and said no one can go to Antarctica in the specific location. So yeah, I mean, sketchy. We can't agree on anything, but apparently no one can go into the ice. Yeah. So there's nothing else that 
that every single person has agreed to or every single country has agreed to. That So that kind of makes me, I mentioned this earlier to you the other day mm-hmm. about that Rick and Morty episode, which I know you haven't seen because yeah. you don't like the show. But basically, I think they get um, stuck somewhere without his like portal gun. Mm-hmm. And then they have to convince this world, whatever they're on, this planet to like produce energy. And then that planet travels to another planet mm-hmm. in another inner dimension and like convinces them to make energy for them. Yeah. And then it just like is a repeating cycle. And this is exactly how I feel is yeah. going on with this whole, you can't go past Antarctica because then it's like, oh, then we're just mind blown. <laughs> See, this is where I start rambling. I don't even know where I was going. But <laughs> I think I that it's a thing. I know what you so. were saying. You, he explained it better to me, but he didn't really do a great job of explaining it just now. I agree with you. Could have gone to college. Okay, so what was your dating life like pre-Payton? Um, I wouldn't say there was really like a dating life. I feel like in the past I've been hyper focused on my like baseball career and stuff. So as far as the off season, I was that was like the number one thing was kind of like preparing for the season and then in the season, it was just kind of baseball. And when I go out, I'm going out to have fun with my friends, and it's not really like a going on dates scenario. Joe and I met each other at a really perfect time for both of us. So that worked out really well for us because Joe was taking, ended up taking the season off. I didn't, we didn't know that like whenever I first, we first started talking. I don't know if we were dating yet. We probably weren't dating. Uh, We probably were like, this was pre us, like deciding that we were in a relationship. Uh, We met and he had so much free time because he took the season for COVID off. So that was really rare in your life. He said he's never had that much free time, like literally in his life. Yeah, that was by far the most free time I've ever had. So we like, it was it was good for us to start dating in terms of like, to, our, the timing was perfect. Yeah. But prior to that, it was just always easy for me to just kind of be closed-minded to like the whole relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was, I mean, I'm 28 now, which I'm still like relatively young in life, but like being 20 two to like 25 or 26 you know i'm not i'm not like oh i should probably seriously consider dating yeah that was the last thing on my mind so as far as the dating scene i would say non-existent was just kind of like a have fun hang out with people that are fun not want to be too i guess like bound down i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know what can we end this on oh you know what we're gonna end this on because this actually was a question and it makes sense for like the theme of the whole entire freaking podcast. I keep forgetting to do this with every guest. But I want you to think of a note to yourself. Pretend like you're writing a note to yourself. Mm-hmm. Five year ago, Joe, what is your note to self to 22, 23-year-old Joe? I think when I was 23, I just, let's see, that was my second year in the big, I guess a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was moving back, I think, into San Francisco raging my face off just having the most fun do not regret it at all mm-hmm. um <laughs> I'm just, he's just sitting here remembering now i'm just <laughs> mentally sorry i'm yelling also i'm just mentally just remembering all of the good times of me and my friends being just probably obliterated having the best time in the off season okay what let's let's um, do this back <laughs> freedom <laughs> mm. I would say, I mean, have fun. I feel like this has been somewhat of a constant reminder at times when you're just having like too much fun. It's just kind of the have fun, take care of business 
one of my friend's dads who played in the major leagues would kind of tell us, this is when we were younger, he would say like, everything's better in the big leagues as as a way of like, yeah, you, you know, you can have fun now, but if you work hard and kind of take care of business, then things will be better than you kind of can imagine in a way. Yeah. So, so like you, you be responsible now because as fun as you think things are going to be when you are in college or in the minor leagues or something like that, whenever, as it goes with baseball, if you put in the effort now and kind of maybe skip the fun there, it'll be that much more fun when you're in the big leagues and you have money and you have all these things and now you can have a, a different level of fun. Exactly. Than you'd be able to have now. So I would say there are times where I was having too much fun. Um, I always, I do feel like I've done a good job of staying on task and kind of taking care of business in that sense. I feel like obviously there's always room for improvement in that direction. That's a good place to stop, I think. It is really hot because I had to turn off all the fans and close all the windows close because all we the need windows so it's quiet in here. And we have to leave his uh, place at 6 a.m. <laughs> and right now it's 11. So. It's 11.37. Probably time to go to sleep. Um, you guys can find Joe on Instagram. It's at underscore, one underscore, jross21. And you can find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. You can find me on TikTok as well. I also TikTok a lot about Joe. Uh, also on YouTube, um, I have a few videos up with Joe, actually. Uh, you can just search Peyton Sarton in the search bar on YouTube and I'll come up. Make sure, as always, to rate and review this podcast. If you're on Spotify, just click follow because that's you subscribing. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate and review whatever you have time for. I always really appreciate that. And my eyes are literally closing when I, as I'm talking <laughs> and I'm sweating my dick off. <laughs> it's time for me to put the fan back on. It's time for us to go to sleep. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next Tuesday.